Advertising not a funny business. Whenever I'm asked about my work, about what I do, I usually just say that I'm in advertising and people don't ask me any further questions. But in rare occasions when people are curious to know more, I find myself scrambling for words. What exactly do I do? It is difficult to explain and it is a little abstract to be honest. But it is not just about me and my role. I think everybody in marketing would have this problem. Marketing is one industry where people use different words to explain the same thing or interpret the same thing in different ways. Like for example in medicine, law or finance, all the jargons have a specific meaning. But if you ask a group of marketers to define what a strategy is for instance, they would all have different answers. Some would call it a plan the how you would reach your goal some may call it the pattern of actions over time some may call it a perspective a vision a direction marketing language the words we use internally between clients and agencies is very undefined and fuzzy everybody knows or seems to broadly understand each other but there's still enough loopholes for miscommunication to happen So in today's episode I'm going to talk about language in the world of marketing. It is a broad topic so I've divided it into three parts: marketing language, brand language and consumer language. I'll start with marketing language. You know when I just joined planning I was quite overwhelmed with all the terminology flying around. I had studied advertising for 5 years, bachelor's and then master's, and yet when I started working it felt all so new to me. I realized that advertising has their own world of words that makes sense only to those who are in advertising and would make little sense to those who are not familiar with what we really mean by those simple English words. So many words sounded so similar to me but they all mean very different things in advertising. Take for instance the words brand space and brand world. These are two very very different things in the advertising language although they sound so similar. I used to be in conversations where I felt lost because do we need a proposition or a positioning? Oh no, we need a brand platform. Or do we want a big idea? Is it for a thematic film or a product film? Do we need a big idea or do we need a unique product truth first? What is the brand concept? Is the product positioning based on the brand architecture? No, you can't use any of these words interchangeably even if they sound similar. you need to understand the difference and the expectation of the brief otherwise you are doomed yes i'm talking about the classic case of the doomed brief two australian strategists initiated a project recently called better briefs it represents the opinions of over 1700 marketers and agency staff from over 70 countries 69% marketers and 73% agencies agreed that rebriefs happen too often leading to loss of time money and fueling frustration on both sides in fact most of the times especially in pitches it is not the most creative idea that wins the pitch or gets selected for the campaign it is the one that is closest to what the client brief was or you know client's perception of the brief was most most often people don't get the brief right It is not just about jargons it is also about how we articulate things in advertising 
I remember as a newbie planner slash strategist, I was frustrated by what can and cannot be called an insight. Oh, that's not an insight. That is just an observation. Oh, that's not an insight. It's a research finding. No, that is not an insight. It is truism. What is an insight after all? I felt really lost. An insight is believed to be an insight only when it is articulated like an insight. It must show an emotional conflict. What's the problem? What's the need? It should have an implication. It should answer the so what? What happens as a result? And it should leave you with an aha feeling when you can connect the dots and find a way your brand can actually resolve this human conflict. That's when you have an insight. I would love to give you an example of this, but that would be another long episode. I just wanted to illustrate how complicated marketing language can be. Funny enough, effective communication is what we are meant to do, but we often fail to understand each other. So for marketing to become more effective, first we need to start from communicating effectively among ourselves so that our briefs and discussions become more single-minded and not distorted by interpretation. From marketing language, now let's move on to brand language. Unlike the undefined, complicated, fuzzy marketing language, brand language is supposed to be very precise. It is like a constructed language that is meaningful in the context of the brand. So imagine all the brand people uh, on the client side and the agency side talking to each other in their own version of a Dothraki language that only makes sense to them. Yeah, that was a Game of Thrones reference in case you haven't watched it. I'm talking about brand language, like why I'm calling it a constructed language is because it is meaningfully constructed by those who manage the brand. Before I share some examples of brand language and how it builds a brand space and a brand world, I want to talk about a very important concept. It is a sociology concept actually, because that creates the foundation of brand language. It is called framing. You can go and read up on it. There's a lot of literature available online, but in very, very simple words, Framing is about how you say what you say. It is a careful selection of words and cues to influence the kind of perception you want to create, to make sure that people interpret your message precisely the way you intended it to be. It is extensively used in politics, journalism, history, law, and of course in marketing. The best use of framing in marketing is when you change the frame of reference for your brand. So instead of comparing your brand with rest of the competition, people will evaluate it in contrast to something totally different. I'll give you an example. The best example that comes to my mind is that of Cadbury's and how they changed the frame of reference from chocolates to mitha or mithai. With their iconic Kuch Mitha Ho Jai campaign, Cadbury started occupying the mitha space, appearing in different occasions when people usually have a mithai and not a chocolate. Like their Pehli Tariq campaign, I don't know if you remember that, but in the ad, they spoke about bringing chocolates home on the first day of the month when you get your salary. That is something very strongly rooted in the culture. I remember my parents treating us to something extra special in the first week of the month. Over years, Cadbury's went on to appear in many other Mitha moments from our culture and our life, like the sweet you eat after dinner gets replaced with Cadbury's chocolate. There's Moo Mitha with Cadbury's when Papu passes the exam. There's a Cadbury's before a Shubh Murat. Then there's a Cadbury's as a medium to start new conversations, new relationships. Cadbury started owning the Mita space by occupying all these Mithai moments in every single campaign. Framing is not the only way you create differentiation. Marketeers create differentiation by owning certain lead states. 
it could be rational it could be emotional to give you another example from chocolate category let's look at snickers advertising their strategy is to own the space of hunger quencher they always talk about moments when you're hungry how you feel when you're hungry and how snickers comes to your rescue in moments like that cadbury's or for that matter any other chocolate brand would not do a hunger based communication ever because that space is owned by snickers cadbury's fuse try to get into that space a few years ago but it didn't work out too well now all these owning a space not entering a space owned by a competition is all marketing problems does the consumer even notice all this i know that's what you're thinking yeah not really uh, the consumer does not notice all this but if your brand occupies the same space as your competitor over time your advertising and messaging may start looking very similar and the memory structure of consumers would be all mixed up it would be even more difficult to remember your brand and there would be a strong chance of misattribution misattribution is when a person thinks of your advertising and remembers another brand instead like if you thought just do it was a communication from reebok while actually it is a nike tagline so that is why it's very important that you occupy a very unique space that cannot be associated with your competition anyway so how do you really own a space in consumer's mind how do you own certain words that get stuck in people's mind with respect to your brand that is where language comes into play having a brand language ensures consistency in the way you talk about your brand the words you use the colors the visuals that is why brand language is very specific and nuanced having squeezed every dimension of this meetha narrative and having established cadburys as a legit meetha in indian culture the brand has now moved on to the space of being generous and considerate of others with kuch acha ho jaye they built an emotional ladder linking the functional aspect of something sweet to doing something sweet for someone else by being generous or thoughtful but it is all very specific and well defined if by kuch acha ho jaye cadburys version of achai is generosity for instance their communication will always be about an act of generosity and not an act for kindness for example which is another type of achai so you would never see a cadbury's film where a kid is helping a puppy cross the road and being randomly kind that is a film on kindness and not necessarily generosity that is how brand language becomes important because it ensures that your brand remains consistent and is not diluted with different meanings and interpretations they want to establish that achai that they mean and kuch acha ho jaye is generosity and nothing else martin lindstrom in his book brand sense talks about an extensive research carried out by milbert brown demonstrating the strong link between the words magic and kingdom with disney that is the power of brand language brand language builds memory structures and helps to create recall for the brand through strong associations These associations could be words, colors, music, tonality, emotions, visuals, whatever pops in people's minds when they think of your brand. Like for example, thumbs up tagline, taste the thunder. They've used it over the years with the brand name and an audio mnemonic. You know how it goes, right? Thumbs up, taste the thunder. So there's a audio mnemonic and the brand name is plugged with the tagline. 
uh, thumbs up doesn't use the line taste the thunder ex- as extensively anymore it has become part of the logo unit now they're building the thunder space giving it more meaning with new campaign lines so over the years thumbs up has taken forward the thunder idea with hindi rendition of thunder as toofan saying aaj kuch toofani karte hain main hu toofani toofani irade and now their latest campaign line is toofan wahi jo sab palatte talking about underdogs and how they prove their detractors wrong that's been quite a journey from being an out and out you know thrill seeker brand to now a more consumer centric space of being a challenger and yet the dna of the brand is that of a risk taker that has remained consistent while cadbury's in india has been very consistent with their communication over the years building up powerful brand language through kuch meetha ho jaye and thumbs up has continuously added more meaning and meat to what thunder as a word means in the thumbs up universe some brands feel the need to keep changing their tagline to stay relevant with the times but even in changing all these campaign lines the brand remains consistent and i'll show you how i'll take you through the entire journey of coca cola taglines showing you how all of those taglines may sound different on the surface but it is all a very careful selection of words to own a certain emotional space i checked out all their taglines starting from 1886 to 2021 and the latest tagline called real magic is their 59th tagline as per the list on wikipedia yeah that's the source of this information but i'll also compare the global campaign lines and how they got rendered in india around the same time fun 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 okay so the initial taglines were more functional as expected like i'm talking about the late 80s and early 90s they were mostly about refreshment which is the category code there were lines like coca cola revives and sustains this was in 1905 in 1921 they introduced thirst knows no season to transition coca cola from a summer drink to a drink that can be consumed all through the year in 1923 they said enjoy thirst followed by refresh yourself in 1924 After that the tagline changed almost every couple of years talking about refreshment about the taste about how well it goes with whatever you eat then in 1969 Coca-Cola created the iconic line it's the real thing this was part of a full branding overhaul that codified the iconic red and white color scheme and the swooping ribbon around the classic shape of the coke bottle the highlight of it's the real thing campaign came in 1971 When Coca-Cola released a TV commercial most often referred to as Hilltop and if you watched the show Mad Men I'm sure you can visualize what I'm talking about this ad featured a multicultural mix of young people standing in the green grass on a beautiful day and singing that they'd like to buy the world a coke there's a story on the internet on how this campaign originated and I'll share that with you Bill Baker the creative director on the Coke account had his flight to London diverted by fog and the plane had to land in Shannon Ireland Baker noticed the other passengers who were irritated at first over the unexpected delay now they were bonding with each other over bottles of coke in the airport remembering those moments Baker says and I'm quoting now I began to see the familiar words let's have a coke as more than an invitation to pause for refreshment they were actually in a subtle way saying let's keep each other company for a little while when packer finally got to london and he showed his team what he'd scribbled on a napkin it said i'd like to buy the world a coke and keep it company 
After the 1971 campaign, it's a real thing. The real narrative went on for quite some time. So there were other campaign lines from time to time, like "Have a Coke and a Smile." This was in 1979. Then there was America's Real Choice in 1985. Can't beat the real thing in 1990. Consistently focusing on how Coca-Cola was the real and only cola drink in the market. In 1999, Coca-Cola released a campaign called "Enjoy." This was just a few years after Coca-Cola's legendary re-entry in India and the new wave of Coca-Cola's television advertising in India. And I'm sure you would remember there was this Rithik Roshan and Ashwarya Rai ad with the tagline "Jo chaho ho jaye Coca-Cola enjoy." So I guess that was the regional interpretation of the global tagline "Enjoy." After that, Coca-Cola India market had tons of great taglines like the iconic "Thanda matlab Coca-Cola." which went on for many years and i think it's like the version of america's real choice that when you think of thanda you think of coca cola and i'm sure you would remember all those amir khan ads where he came in different avatars sometimes like a haryanavi person sometimes a hyderabadi person a bihari person a nepali person a bengali person each time reiterating that the real thanda is coca cola thanda matlab coca cola By 2006, globally, Coca-Cola had moved on from the real space and enjoy space to a new tagline, which said "Coke side of life." That is when things started becoming magical in the world of Coca-Cola. The Coke side of life is a life where there's optimism, there's happiness, and things always have a way of working out in the end. In 2009, three years after the Coke side of life, the global tagline got changed to the iconic "Open Happiness." It meant the same thing essentially that when you open a bottle of Coca-Cola things start looking better happier people start getting together and it is just a better happier world when you have a coke in hand an intent very very similar to that of the hilltop ad that we discussed before where the line was what the world wants is the real thing but now there's a bit of fairy dust involved in the whole real experience while this was unfolding globally back here in india thanda matlab coca-cola had run its course In India, Coca-Cola used tons of campaign lines like "Pio sar uthake," "Sabka thanda ek," "Jashn manale," presenting Coke as everyone's favorite drink and being present in moments of celebration, where Coca-Cola adds some zing to that celebratory Jashn moment. The open happiness campaign in India started when the IPL fever had just begun. This was also in 2019. It featured Gautam Gambhir, and the ad was about how Coca-Cola brings people closer. It was a nice ad where uh, Gautam Gambhir puts a sign outside an empty restaurant that says "Coke ke saath dost three," and then everybody comes together to watch a game of cricket. After that, Coca-Cola India consistently used the tagline "Open Happiness" for several years. There was no Hindi version of the tagline thereafter. In 2013 as another dimension of the open happiness platform Coca-Cola India came up with a new campaign featuring the student of the year trio there was Alia Varun and Siddharth and there was another song called Ha Main Crazy Hoon the films were about doing something to make others happy like giving somebody a bottle of coke that they didn't expect you to and the line in the end was bewajah khushiyan lutao Coca-Cola pilao so you know that whole open happiness was the bewajah khushiyan lutao again after 5 years the global tagline of open happiness was changed to taste the feeling in 2016 in india taste the feeling was also used as it is without any vernacular translation and there were a lot of these ads with uh, alia bhat siddharth 
Diljeet Dosanjh, uh, Deepika Padukone, Ranveer Kapoor. I'm sure you remember these ads. They are all very recent. All of them focused on a moment when you feel like having Coca-Cola and how the act of drinking Coca-Cola brings people together and lifts the moment. in an instant almost magically these were those lift ads remember where deepika gets stuck with another guy uh, who's the waiter and he's carrying a bottle of coke same thing i think there was a diljeet version of that as well anyway now in 2021 coca cola has gone through another overhaul and now the tagline is real magic a very interesting dichotomy of reality and magical experience We don't have an India film on this campaign yet, but globally there was a launch film which introduced the idea, and then there was a Christmas film. It was about a kid who does something sweet for an old lady during Christmas by getting people together to help him accomplish that feat. Now the whole reason why I took you through the entire journey of all their campaign lines was to help you see how words, little by little, build the brand world. It's all in the brand language. even after changing so many lines the essence of the brand has remained the same there is enjoyment there is togetherness and there is some pixie dust of magic which happens in a more real way by people when they come together so real magic encapsulates all these word associations that coke has been establishing all this while now these word associations that brands try to build over years become even more powerful when they become part of consumers own vocabulary i'll show you how in this third section of this episode about consumer language you remember the fog deodorant ad the one where they say kya chal raha hai fog chal raha hai oh god i used to hate saying kya chal raha hai after that but anyway it was the indian version of the budweiser iconic what's up campaign I love when brands pluck words and phrases from the way people use language in their regular life. Another iconic, I think I've been using the word iconic too much. Another iconic example of using colloquial language is Maruti's Kitna De Di Hai campaign. That's a phrase people use while talking about mileage. The agency plucked that line and made a series of funny ads where this person goes around in luxury cruise or sci-fi aircrafts and proudly probes kitna deti hai because nothing can compare to the amazing mileage he gets from his maruti car another recent example that comes to my mind is uh, amazon's or dikhao you know that's another phrase we commonly use when we are out shopping and that line perfectly captured amazon's intent to show all the variety available on their website so these were examples of phrases or words that are taken from people's own language but then on the other hand there are also some creative lines that are so catchy that they become part of people's new vocabulary like for example mountain dews dar ke aage jeete it's legendary no not iconic it's legendary i've heard it being used so many times when people are doing scary shit almost like a motivation clarion call um then there is fevi call ka jod tata sky's jingalala melody khao khud jaan jao people use these lines to convey how they are feeling in their real moments of their life another way brand language transitions into consumer language is when brands become verbs brands literally enter the grammar of people's language for example googling or you know paytm tagline paytm karo or how we would used to say let's skype when skype was popular then there are brand names that are used in place of the category names for example xerox botox photoshop velcro bisleri or fevicol 
people use brand names to mean the category the downside of this is that people would not realize if they are using fevicol or vamicol as long as it functions the same way in india brands use english or hindi as their first language which then gets translated into other regional languages some global taglines get reinterpreted to indian languages like we saw in the case of coca cola but then there are some hindi lines that just don't have the same effect if you translate it for example um asian paints har ghar kuch kehta hai again another iconic line in english it can be literally translated to every home has something to say which loses all the emotions of the hindi line even kuch meetha ho jaye does not have the same effect as let's have something sweet what i love about this line kuch meetha ho jaye is how the syntax of the line is so colloquial you know the ho jaye part is quite different from the way for example coke used it when they said jo chaho ho jaye coca cola enjoy in case of coke ho jaye was just part of the grammar but in case of cadbury's ho jaye is an emotion it's a celebratory remark like let's do it ho jaye you know like how when you're in a mehfil like how they show in movies somebody will ask a person ek gana ho jaye or when it's raining and you say ek cup chai ho jaye you know something like that ho jaye is filled with meaning and very culturally nuanced at that i love it okay this is turning out to be a very very long episode language is a very broad subject and i have only touched one little tip of this iceberg so this episode is titled can you own words the answer to that is of course yes but only if you are consistent with your choice of words if you keep building the brand world with the right cues and keep building the conceptual space that your brand stands in these words this language then becomes your brand asset a distinctive asset that you can truly own for a long time so this brings us to the end of this episode thank you so much for listening now we are almost at the end of this year i'll see you next in 2022 i hope you have a wonderful year ahead Thank you to all of you who have reached out to me on Instagram and on LinkedIn. It's always so great to hear from you all. If you have any questions, any suggestions, any comments, you can connect with me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or you can email me at advertisingnotafunnybusiness@gmail.com. My Instagram handle is advertisingnotafunnybusiness, and on LinkedIn you can find me as Snigtha Bose. So that's it for today. See you next time. Take care bye bye tada